All right, folks. Now, this is uh, another episode of the Lane 8 BMX podcast. And here's the crazy thing, man. This is the interviewee today is Corey Francois. And it's three degrees of separation that we've kind of realized because we're both from Minnesota. And I know, I know I've crossed paths with Corey while in Minnesota, but he's now living in Utah. But it's just crazy how we know certain now. And let me back up. How I ended up getting this interview with Corey was we want to send both of us want to send a shout out to Dwayne Carter uh, because he was the one that recommended the interview. And he was like, hey, man, I got somebody I want you to talk to. And I was like, who? And he's like, Corey. I was like, so he started telling me about Corey. And I was like, I got, man, I got to go. I got to reach out to this man. So, Corey, thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm stoked to be here. I love it. I love it. Dude, you are leading 26 to 35 points right now for the NAG. You are having one hell of a season. Can you tell me what was your mindset coming into the season? Oh, man. I mean, that kind of takes us takes us back to a little bit of the end of last year. But uh um, you know, I'm sure we'll jump into that eventually, but, uh, you know, got a taste of some, you know, my time and some main events at some nationals last year and, uh, you know, setting up for this year, I had a little bit more of a game plan, a little bit better idea of how I prepare for races myself, you know, months in advance and, uh, you know, updated little updated training structure a little bit, um, and, and trying to find that balance, getting a little bit more comfortable with the pressures of some of the races, learning how to deal with that. And just really growing every year, man. So, so, you know, obviously wanted to shoot my shot again this year, see how I can do. And man, so far, so good. I, I couldn't be happier. <laughs> okay. I'm going to bring up a couple. Okay. So Vegas, you had three wins. <laughs> okay. Then you went to, I, I'm just going to throw some races out there. You killed sure. it at Reno. Thank you. <laughs> and then you killed it at the Lumberjack. Yeah. Okay. So was, was Vegas your first national this year? Yep, Vegas was season opener this year. We were we were gonna mix it up and go to a few others, but we found out Vegas was the last national this year. Obviously, Northwest BMX was there as well, so I was like, you know, six hours from Utah, got to be there. And uh, man, I'm happy we went. I love that national too. Uh, I've only been there twice. That was last year was my second time ever racing in Vegas, and uh, it, great time. I love hanging and staging and watching the races on the jumbotron. Honestly, that's one of my favorite part watching the main events of all the younger guys just going hard in the corners and uh, I love duking it, it out. And yeah, it, it's a great energy there. Okay. So you start your season out in Vegas. Um, did you, at the time, did you think that all the training you had done over the winter time had prepared you for your first race? It was tough in Utah. I wasn't sure. Cause you know, obviously we just have the small indoors here. Thankfully we got a great group of volunteers that'll throw together a few indoors for a few weekends here in Utah gives yeah. us a place to ride. That's a ton of fun. So thank you to all the volunteers doing work, making that happen. It takes a good group. Um, so I had a little bit of track time going into it. Um, not quite as much as I had hoped. So like a lot of sprints out in the snow, honestly, I, uh, yeah, I live in an apartment complex. We got a big open parking lot just down the road. So, uh, yeah. I'll be out there, you know, I got socks with toe warmers in them and <laughs> trying to get a couple sprints in just to <laughs> keep the legs moving, you know? <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, tell me about your winter preparation. So a lot of sprints, do you do a lot of weights or, or what do you do? Um, I do, 
I do a little bit of a fair amount of weights, a little bit more in the winter than I would summer. Um, I try to do as little as I can to elicit the biggest results, right? Like I, I live, you know, I'm not a professional racer. I'm in the amateur class and I, you know, we just got back from a 12 hour hike yesterday with my girlfriend and one of her friends and uh, trying to do other things, you know, but in the winter, I was, you know, consistently two days a week, maybe three days a week. I kind of vary it depending on uh, what I'm trying to do and riding bike minimum of one day a week, obviously shooting for maybe three, but trying to do, you know, less is more with quality over quantity and, and really focusing on the efficiency side of it. So my habit is then being efficient as opposed to doing, you know, I could do 50 sprints, but they're not all going to be good. I'd rather do five sprints that day and have those five be like perfect sprints, or at least yeah. what I think is you know, something I'm happy about. Yeah. Now you do something that I find interesting because I saw on your Instagram and talk to me about how you got into it. Yoga. <laughs> oh man. Uh, you know, I, I kind of started out when I was living on the East coast, I had a friend that gave me a book and it was like a, a Robbie and it, it was a, a book called 101 yoga poses for dummies or something like that. And, wow. and I just started messing with it. And, and, getting a little bit more limber, feeling good. And I've always kind of had that involved in my training, at least stretching and flexibility. Um, you know, my dad's always helped me with my training growing up and, you know, we would always stretch before uh, anything that we were doing, warm up appropriately. And he, he was, you know, really my coach most of my life growing up and that, yeah. that helped a lot. But, uh, and then now I've, you know, learned to find that mobility and recovery is equally, if not more important for my training than the track time and lifting itself, especially as we get a little bit older. I mean, every year it's taking a little more of a toll on my body and I'm trying to put that off as long as I can. And I think the yeah. mobility training really helps with that, you know, keeping you loose and, and just feeling good, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Tell me this. I'm curious. You were talking about it just a second ago. You're indoors. Now, did you, are there a couple of indoor tracks in Utah? Uh, we got one in that the Rad Canyon uh, group kind of builds in uh, Salt Lake area. Yeah. And then there's another one about two hours south, I believe, near Salina, maybe somewhere down there. So we got a couple in the area, you know, within a couple hours. So when they throw one of those together in the winter, I'm uh, trying to make a, you know, make it there for at least one of the days it's open. So not bad. Not bad. You live in Taylorsville, right? Yes, sir. Okay, so how give me an understanding of where that is compared to compared to let's say Salt Lake. Sure. If you're in like the center of Salt Lake and then Rad Canyon would be West Jordan, I'm almost like right in the middle of that. So oh, okay. 20 minutes to to Rad 20 25 to Rad Canyon and you know maybe 15 minutes to downtown Salt Lake. So kind oh, of a nice that's spot. Not bad. Yeah, that's not yeah. bad centrally located. Yeah, works well. Okay. So what I know right now is that you are you have 2106 points you are number 1 ranked for 26 to 35 expert so from vegas what was your next race um vegas um we were hoping to go to the northwest national the indoor there um but <laughs> Traveled to a lot of races last year and uh, promised the girlfriend we'd do a couple of this trips. So we went to Taylor Swift concert that weekend. Missed that one. That's all right. <laughs> Had to do it. it was fun, man. It was pretty fun. But, uh, you know, after Vegas, obviously that went really good. So I, you know, for a couple months, just tried to make sure I was consistent with my training. You know, I, was, I don't do a ton, but I try to make sure I'm consistent with it, you know, not missing days. And when you're not doing a lot, that makes a big difference. But uh, so set me up for the Northwest or 
Lumberjack Nationals uh, in Eugene. I love that track. I knew that obviously Northwest BMX was going to be there. Got to support the team. Yeah. And I knew I liked that track. I knew Rain or Shine, the track was going to be running great. Uh, you know, Francois is the track operator there. Great guy. Thankfully, I got to meet a lot of the people there when I was living out in Oregon. And so I, I knew I was going to be there no matter what. Rain or Shine, let's go. I, I've ridden that track in the rain plenty of times and it runs great. And uh, yeah, sure enough, was able to put together a, th- a, a few good laps there. I knew I had Harlow knocking on the back door every lap. He's, man, if I make one mistake, that guy's there on me. So I got to, you know, they, it's a tough class. They'll keep you on your toes for sure. But went good. I'm stoked about it. <laughs> okay, so let me see here. You've got Alec Bob in there. You've got you've got Harlow. I've interviewed Alec. I've interviewed Harlow. Then you've yeah. also got Austin McCann, correct? Yeah, McCann's in there. We got Ooh. Smith in there. We got yeah, Tyler Smith. That's right. Billy Russell was at Grands last year, and there's a bunch of other names, man, that I recognize from watching when I was a kid. Like I, I saw Billy Russell was one of those guys, man. I, I talked to him at Grands a little bit, and he was like, "I don't know who you are, but you're pretty quick." And I was like, "Well, thank you, because I know who you are. I watched your race when I was younger. It's cool wow. to." You know, be be riding with those guys. I, I love it. It's a fun class. Is it is it tough to to race with guys that fast every time you go to a national? Is it is it is it is it easy to relax at a national? Or are you always thinking? Oh man, I'm always thinking. Even at local races, man. I, I you know, it doesn't matter who's in the gate. Even if I'm in the gate by myself, sometimes and just to practice being under pressure, I'll try to almost put myself under a little bit pressure and like you know imagine if this was a national race, like I got to put it on. I got two killers on both sides of me. If I don't get a good gate, I got to come out hard. And I'll kind of think about that even in practice when there's no one next to me, just so I don't know, used to riding under pressure a little bit that way in a sense. So, um, you know, helps me prepare a little bit that way. Not bad. What was your next, was, was the uh, Reno, the next national for you after the lumberjack? Yep. Yep. Reno was our next one. I had never been to that one growing up as a kid. Uh, I watched a lot of transit race BMX videos. I think that was maybe in one of them. And, uh, you know, I, I saw it was back, had to go obviously relatively close for, for Salt Lake. I knew it was going to be a big national too, which is big for our class. I know sometimes we struggle with rider count like Colorado. I think they had five or six riders this weekend, which is, you know, that track, man, looks like a super fun track and, yeah. and whatnot, but man, we need more riders. So, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, Reno was good. Um, I loved the track. The turns were a little bit, a little bit bumpy, but uh, I mean, same track for everyone. Uh, deep jumps, technical. That's my, my, that's my jam. I love it. Okay. Um, were you satisfied with your Reno, with your, your weekend in Reno? Oh yeah, absolutely, man. I it was uh, like, dude, dream come true, man. When I was, when I was, a kid, 12 years old, maybe first started to go to a couple nationals. Uh, I was never a main contender, man. Growing up, I didn't make my first national main till shoot, maybe 17 years old. I maybe made one like pre-race main or a couple pre-races, but I wasn't making mains at nationals when I was a kid. So just being there and being in a main event, you know, dream come true, man. 12 year old me would be losing his mind right now. So (laughs) I like that. I like that. Okay. So tell me this. Um, what are your what are the next races? Let's say the next three nationals you got on on your that you marked on your calendar. So this year, I'm not 100% sure. I got my scores in for for nag points and I got pretty good rider counts on them. I, I might try to swing out to Caldwell, maybe sneak in a pro am or something, try to yeah. you know get in with some of those guys. Um, and that would be fun. But I'm kind of hoping to hang around Salt Lake a little bit, um, do a little bit more coaching here at the local track, help out the, help out the kids around there. 
Um, and there's a lot of young riders here in Salt Lake that I'm kind of helping out, uh, you know, a little bit of one-on-ones and stuff. So helping them a little more, uh, seeing them progress is just as exciting for me as, you know, me making improvements. And that gives me more time to focus on myself. I do have a little bit of a new style training program I'm going to be trying here in a couple months. Uh, so hopefully that goes good. I'm excited to give it a try. So Okay, then let me ask you that. Um, with the, all the experience that you have, Corey, I'm curious – do you focus more on conditioning or still track time? We'll be right back. Hey, quick question for you. Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? And what if I told you you could get your dream body by simply just listening to a podcast? I'm Josh. And I'm KG. And we are the hosts of the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. Listen, we get it. Fitness isn't easy. Carbs, no carbs. Just stop, okay? It doesn't have to be that complicated. And that's why we made this podcast. We get straight to the facts so you can become your best you. So the way to check us out is click the link in the show notes or search Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast on any of the major podcast platforms. We'll see you soon. In the summer, definitely even a both, if not more track time. I mean, track time's priority. You got to stay smooth on the bike. You got to keep your legs spinning. Yeah. Um, that said, str- I think basic strength training and just building a really good foundation is, is extremely important. Um, you don't even have to do anything super bike specific. And I don't, you know, you don't have to go six days a week and beat yourself up. You can go two days a week, do full body workouts. Yeah. You can just be consistent with it. And that makes such a big difference. So do you do you folk when you go to the track, do you focus do you go with a clear idea of what you're going to work on? And what do you typically what do you consider your strengths and your weaknesses? Sure. Um when I was younger, man, I would just go to the track ride and have fun, of course. And that's what I think all younger yep. riders gotta do. And I still do that today, man. There's days when I go and I'm like, today we're having fun in the rhythm section and we're just messing around with it with the riders at the track, you know? Yeah. Um, right now I usually have a little bit of a structure, you know, I want to get a certain number of, you know, first straights or two or three straight efforts, depending on what I'm doing that day. Um, and, uh, um, you know, I'll play it a lot on how I feel if I'm having a really good day and I'm feeling really fast on the bike. All right. Today's the day where I want to, you know, force that habit of feeling really fast. So I'm going to put a little extra emphasis on that. Um, and, uh, you know, focusing on rhythm sections. I really like trying to stay smooth in the rhythm section. Uh, when I was a younger rider, that was more often my strong point. I never really had the best first straight as a kid growing up. Um, and it was always the last two straights that kind of gave me an edge. So when I was young, that's where I would always work was last two straights, rhythms, rhythms, rhythms. And I had a great group of friends back home in, in Minnesota to ride with, and we would always push each other. So um, rhythms are my favorite to work on. Um, I think right now I've finally been able to build a good you know strength foundation and that's really helped my first straight so i'm stoked to finally have a good first straight it only took 20 years to get there but when we're here finally so hopefully i can hold on to it for a bit (laughs) i like that that's funny okay tell me this um talk to me about who you ride for and how did you get on that team oh northwest dmx oh it's a i love being a part of this team i'm so thankful to have uh you know eric and sarah at northwest supporting me and and helping me out with anything that i need uh when i first moved up to oregon um was about two three years ago now um started riding just the locals running my old jerseys lethal threat racing with Dwayne. i had that one a few times revolution cycle and ski as well was my first uh, bike shop i ever rode for back in minnesota and yeah i would wear, wear the old jerseys and just ride on the track um i started coaching a little bit out there kind of you know maybe 
get, getting to know people out there, you know, racing a few pro-ams, uh, getting in with some of the fast guys out there. There's a lot of quick dudes in the Pacific Northwest. And uh, I went to my first national in quite a few years, uh, my first year back up there. I'd been on the bike a bit and uh, went to Lumberjack Nationals. And one of the riders I was coaching was on the Northwest BMX team. And I guess a lot of people had just kind of told Eric uh, about me. And I yeah. finally was able to meet them. And that national, I had an all-black kit on, you know. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Eric had me write down Northwest BMX for that national. And, you know, the rest is history. Now we're on the team. And I, I couldn't be more happy about it. I'm so thankful for those guys for you know, wanting me to be a part of their group because it's a, it's a good group of people there. Not bad. Not bad. Okay. Tell me this. I'm going to go back some. Um, sure. We're both from Minnesota. When did you start racing and where? Sure. Uh, I grew up in St. Cloud, Minnesota. It was, I think, right before my seventh birthday. So like two early 2000s, maybe 2002 or 2003. Uh my mom was like, you got to pick a sport. Soccer wasn't quite cutting it. I liked football. I played that all through <laughs> high school, but uh, I'd get bored in the outfield playing baseball. You know, it wasn't, wasn't quite doing it. And I said, yeah. skateboarding or I want to ride my bike. And I was originally thinking freestyle, but I was, you know, six years old. I, I just wanted to be on a bike. And uh, my mom, you know, through a friend of her friends, found a track. Uh, and turns out it was six minutes from my house, Pineview Park BMX, St. Cloud, Minnesota. One of my favorite tracks to this day. And, yes, uh, sir. Yes, sir. I'm blessed to have that track basically in my backyard my whole life growing up until I went off to college and uh, showed up the first day. My mom took me there. It was, a, I think, a Thursday race night. Um, she just signed me up to practice that night, wanted me to just try it, you know. And uh, I was done with practice. I found out it was a race night. And, you know, my mom said I was a little bit excited. But when I found out she didn't sign me up to race that day, I guess I started crying. And I, I really wanted to be a part of it. So, you know, sure thing. Next time they had any events going on, probably the next day at Pineview, we were there. And I was hooked from day one. Uh, Cheryl Post actually was the one who walked me up the starting hill the very first day. And, you know, really, really thankful to have them around growing up. Yes. And, uh yeah. yeah, that great, great memories there. Prayers to the family, the post family. Absolutely, absolutely. Definitely. Um, how did you do your first race? Oh man. <laughs> I don't know. My mom's got a photo of me with like a small trophy. I don't know. I crossed the finish line in one piece, so I think that was good. I know uh that was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Someone told my mom that uh he's gonna or he's gonna get hooked on it really quick because I guess my first day I was trying to like pull up on jumps and trying to jump things on the first day and I know when I'm coaching now and I see a brand new rider trying to do that, I do tell the parents like, yep, they're going to get hooked on it. They're going to, yeah. you know, you see it in the younger kids. So. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So tell me this, how did you, how did you progress? Did, was it quick or was it a lot of hard work? It, dude, just lots of racing, man. Thankfully I, my parents took me to the track all the time. Um, I think my first year it was just me. I do have a brother, Eric. He started yep. racing the second year as well. So it was fun to have the whole family at, at the track for a few of those years and just a lot of riding with my friends. I don't really remember that much about how I did in the younger years. It took me a few years to get to the intermediate class. And then I know when I was there, there was one kid in front of me and he got, you know, all of his 20 wins right before I did. So I had like wow. 20 seconds behind him for that first year. And it took me a little while to get through. I was never really leading any of those classes. Yeah. And then same thing when I turned, uh, you know, expert like I was saying before with the state series, I always had a couple people right in front of me that I just couldn't quite reel in. So yeah, um, it was a lot of work, but I mean, I loved it. I had a good group of friends to ride with and, you know, 
like I said, riding rhythms with your friends, nothing better than that on a Saturday night till two in the morning when the dads are out working on the track and yep. letting us ride the third straight. <laughs> That's right. Tell me this. Who, who were you racing? Who were you racing with and riding with? Was uh, Duvall there? Oh, yeah. He was at most all the qualifiers. I think when we were a little bit younger, he was maybe an age group below me. I know yeah. Derek Bird was always uh, at the qualifiers. You know, he was state one for a few years in front of me. That guy was fast even when Wait. we were young. <laughs> yeah, man. The first time I saw him, I was like, who is this dude? <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Um, was uh, Reedman there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Reedman, uh, Dylan and Taylor were both always in the yeah, mix. Yeah. They weren't really at my home track as much. Um, man, I mean, they would show up once in a while. It was just a good variety of that, that kind of group of the Minnesota kids. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. When did you – so how did you do state state in the state races? Did you, did you win a number one play? Uh, so traveling around Minnesota as a kid, um, you know, from when I was a young rider – uh, that was what we did most of. Like I said, I wasn't a really big national competitor growing up, but yeah. we had a ton of tracks in Minnesota. I think maybe yeah. 11 or 12 at the time. So yeah. it, it seemed like to me a state qualifier every single weekend. And that's kind of what we did as a family over the summer was just go yeah. to those qualifiers. And yeah. uh, they were tough for me growing up. A lot of, like I said, chasing some of those really fast guys. I never really did get a state one plate. A lot of twos, threes and fours. I got tons of those. Yeah. Um, and then I think it wasn't until maybe 2017 as I had been riding for, you know, quite a while by that point, uh, I was finally able to get my first state one. It was me and I think Bill and Reedman were tied for points or maybe one point apart in the finals and came down to the final lap. And thankfully it was my home track, which I think gave me an edge because we were back and forth a lot that year. And uh, yeah, finally held on to it. Finally got a state one after it. Finally got that backpack that I never got to use in yes. high school anyway. So <laughs> I love it's it. A gym, it's a good gym bag now. <laughs> Oh man, I love it because only only somebody in Minnesota would know that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I love it. That's awesome. Um, when so when did you? How were you when you hit the national scene? And was it a surprise to you? Um, so I did when I rode for Revolution Cycle and Ski. Maybe I was uh, 16, 15, 16, 17 in those years. Um, uh, I rode. We rode a few nationals. I think we went to four or five nationals that year with that team. Um, and I was, man, I was happy to make it out of motos at those races. I was, uh, I got fifth at a semi a couple times. I remember sliding out, fighting for a fourth spot, uh, trying to get into a main event twice. Um, I remember man getting completely motoed at another race, uh, when I was younger traveling. So my better memories of racing honestly come from like the state scene. Yeah. Uh, I had a lot of that growing up, but a little later on, I moved out east after college, uh, lived out there for a little bit. That was where I met Dwayne and those guys yeah. and awesome group to get back into BMX with. So, you know, it kind of took two years off more or less for college. I just raced, you know, three times a year locally just to stay on the bike. Yeah. Moved out east, met those guys, really got back into it. Uh, Eric Spears got a Truth BMX frame. Yeah, I saw guy. you riding the Truth. Yeah. Job I ever had on a bike, man. That thing is sweet. <laughs> Uh, great dude and um, rode that for a while and yeah I got back into the national scene a little bit with with Dwaylon out there gold cup series I got my first ever gold cup one out there wow. on the east coast yeah Dwaylon talked me into going to a few of those qualifiers and I'm happy he did so thank you buddy <laughs> <laughs> I love it I love it tell yeah. me this 
um, okay, you ended up going to college. Where where did you go to school and what did you study? Uh, I just got my two year associate's degree at Lake Superior College in Duluth, Minnesota. Uh, yeah, yeah. For, uh, AutoCAD drafting, computer aided design. So I work in AutoCAD most days. Uh, yeah. Here in Salt Lake. Yeah. Not bad. Okay, because I was going to ask you. Because you, you've been all over the place. You've been to Maryland. You've been to Oregon. You've been to Utah. Talk to me about moving around. How, how is it easy for you to be able to do that? Because I've, I've moved, man, let me put it to you this way. Uh, Alexandria, Minnesota to Columbia, South Carolina, Cleveland, Ohio, Little Rock, Arkansas, Orlando, Florida, back home to Minneapolis and now in West Palm Beach. And that's coming out of college from Atlanta. So Talk to me about moving around and how, how did that affect your, is it easy for you to do that and to get into the racing? Yeah, thankfully with what I do for work, it's, it's uh, pretty easy for me to travel. Um, it, and even for me to move from city to city as a CAD designer, a lot of people are always looking, you know, to hire that position. So yeah. as long as it's a relatively big city, I could find the job. Um, and I've been lucky with the places that I've ended up with. Uh, honestly, the one here, Talisman, the place that I work at now, they're super supportive of me racing. It means a lot. But moving from city to city, I love going from different places and meeting the local BMX scene because I moved out east. I went to the local track, just the same home. This is this is home, you know, like yeah. this is my local BMX track. Met an awesome group of people, started coaching, and that's who I hung out with out there. You know, moved to Oregon, same kind of thing. Met the local group. Now you're a part of the family out here. And again, again, here in Utah. So that's one of the things I love about BMX. No matter where you go, you know, if, even if you don't know somebody, you move to a completely new state and you ride, go to the local track. You're going to meet yeah. great friends. And these are people yeah. you can probably hang out with the rest of your life. So that was my next question of how how easy was it? Was it seamless for you to get into the BMX? Because it, it was very it's very seamless for me. I got back into racing BMX in Arkansas and racing there. And I did a, a clinic with, I did a, a, a clinic with John purse and I was like, Oh, I got to go back and race. Yeah. And so it was seamless there and then ended up going to Orlando and it was seamless there and then went home and it was like, it was easy. So was, is that about the same for you? Kind of, yeah. Honestly, it's kind of fun, especially because I never really did have a nag plate or anything growing up. So no yeah. one really knew, like, knew who I was. So I kind of show up and be like, oh, this guy's kind of quick. And I'm, you know, I would usually kind of push some of the nag riders, especially when I moved out east. Some yeah. of those guys are like, who the heck are you? Like, where'd you come from? But it's fun. You know, I, I just love meeting new people. And uh, like I said, BMX is awesome. And now it's even better because, you know, went to Grands last year and saw people from all over the country that I hadn't seen in uh, you know, a couple of years just from moving. So I, I love that part of the sport. How was your grands experience last year? Oh man, it was a fun time. I hadn't been. So my first grands trip, I think was in 2008. I uh, went with my family and brother, uh, drove down there, man. I didn't, I didn't do so hot. I maybe made it out of rounds and then yeah. I got probably quartered. And I remember taking a lap around the building crying because I was disappointed in myself and whatnot. And out. I wasn't quite ready to compete at that level, but it was a great experience. I remember watching the Pro Spectacular for the first time when I was yeah. younger and just jaw-dropping experience. So fast forward to last year, just being there again felt so good, seeing all of the people, being in the facility. Um, and my girlfriend had never been, so taking her and showing her that whole experience is a fun time too, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, just going through it was a dream come through. And then how it went, crossing the line, 
qualifying for main events. That was my happiest lap, man. Like childhood dream, making that main event. That that was that was the bucket list for the year for my life, man. That's all I wanted when I was a wow. kid. So <laughs> wow. you ended up nag six, right? Yes, sir. Yep. That, man, that's pretty darn good, bro. Thank you. Thank you. I uh gosh, yeah, that was a crazy, crazy year. I think I went into it fifth. Um yeah, I did. I went into a fifth, qualified for the NAG5 Challenge, which was also a dream come true. Just just being there for that, I was, uh, you know, stoked to be up there, stoked to practice with those guys. And uh, it was surreal, you know, being a part of it, as I vividly remember watching that when I was so young. Yeah. Um, so just being there for it was awesome. And uh, yeah, had rode really good that weekend, held on, didn't fall until the main events for the Rock and Grands, but That's all right. <laughs> it That's happens. All right. Yeah, yeah, it happened. Okay, tell me this. Where you live in you in Utah for BMX? What's what's the scene like? I'm curious. Do they have a lot of riders? How many tracks do you have? And go from there. Uh, locally, local scene's great. We got a few, uh, you know, middle teens, older teenage uh, experts that are riding. So we got a quick group. Uh, Pro Ams are really fun out here uh, for some of the locals. Man, same thing. We're all keeping each other on our toes, really pushing each other. You know, it's a good battle every time. So. Uh, being able to have that local group to ride with always really helps. Um, and I have Rat Canyon close, Deseret Peaks, uh, just right down the road for me, not that much farther away. We have a new track, I think 40 minutes north, Antelope BMX being built. Just saw some photos of it a couple days ago. I think they built wow. it last weekend. Yeah. Looks sweet. So excited to check that out. Um, Red Hills down south, that's also close, um, or central Utah. And I think a few other down south. I haven't had a, a chance to get to those yet, but they're on the list for sure. Not bad. So uh, good scene here, man. I've enjoyed it. Uh, you know, it's always fun. Not bad. Is there? Do you like to race a lot, or do you prefer to train more? I like to race. Uh, I, I still got to go. I mean, I'll be racing local again next week. I like to get to the track when I can. Um, I do enjoy my time at the gym, though. Honestly, uh, yeah. even if it is just one day a week, like I enjoy going there and really trying to kind of challenge myself like okay if i'm only going as little as i can how much can i actually get out of it and you know trying to play with that balance so i've been learning a lot about that these past few years i think that's helped a lot with my racing but uh you know a lot with uh just personal health too it's a better balance between work and racing and and life you know we go travel quite a bit so yeah 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 okay so tell me this how did you get to utah how long have you lived there and what made you go to utah i'm curious Sure. So I was uh, first after college, I moved out east uh, and, uh, you know, it wasn't my first choice, but I had a good opportunity to move out there and uh, ended up with a job and, you know, great experience. I'm happy I did. Met some great people. And then when I was living out there, it wasn't quite what felt like home to me. Uh, Being a kid in Minnesota, I did grow up snowboarding a lot. So the mountains as a kid, we were lucky to go to the mountains maybe once a year. We had cousins in Colorado. We'd go visit them. That was always the highlight of the winter. Well, when I was living out east, my cousin Mitchell moved to Utah and he needed a roommate. And he's like, hey, I got a room open. You know, it's he needed a roommate the same time my lease in Maryland was up. And I said, all right, if it doesn't fit in my car, it's not coming with me. Sold most of my stuff. Wow. I brought my bike, brought my snowboard, hit the road. And uh, yeah, he, he talked me into getting to Utah. Best decision I ever made, man. The mountains are so close. The tracks are great. Great group of people. It's a uh, it's fun here. <laughs> you're you're a real outdoor guy because I know I, I was checking you out. You <laughs> love to go camping. You yeah. like road trips and you love snowboarding. Um, mm-hmm. How often? 
What's the weather like there typically? And how's the summers? I'm curious. Yeah. So that's part of why we why we like Utah so much. Uh, me and my girlfriend, Molly, we go out camping quite a bit. And uh, in Utah, you know, we have the desert down south. Uh, yeah. That's only, you know, three, four hours away, two hours away, depending on where you go. The mountains to the east to get to some really cool camping spots, maybe an hour, hour and a half on a dirt road to get there. Um, you know, it's very centrally located. Jackson Hole is only a few hours north. It's easy to get to wow. Reno, Vegas if you want a city. So but just being central and having all of that stuff so close is a big part of why we why we moved here. And we both like snowboarding. So Park City being 30 minutes away from our backyard, it, being able to go there in the winter and ride is a ton of fun. Quick Saturday activity, you know? <laughs> That's not bad at all, dude. Yeah. Wow. For okay. Sure. For sure. So tell me this. You're 28 now. Yep. How long do you think you'll race? Man, as long as my body lets me, I hope. Uh, I love it. I'm finally like, you know, it took me 20, 30, 25 years to hit my stride. And I'm loving it. I'm enjoying it. I'm learning more every year, man. It like big things too. you know, how to just stay functional on the bike, feel good when I'm riding, not get burnt out. Um, I, I did go through a phase for a while where I was training like five, six days a week I, when I was living out east trying to compete at nationals, riding five, six days a week on top of training. Yeah. And I was, I was doing okay, you know, racing, but I was always tired, always getting burnt out. And I train half as much as I do now. And I do way more other things and I'm better than I ever have before, better racing better than I ever have before. And uh, it feels good because I have balance a little bit in it anyway. So trying to keep that going. Not bad. Um, tell me this. If, is there a, why I'm curious, would you ever consider going to world? I thought about it. I, it's, it's, that's an interesting question. Cause like my whole life, you know, USA circuit or ABA circuit was all I really saw. And because I was the state series kid, like that was the big thing for me, you know, it was like grands nationals was like the Olympics for me when I was a kid, you know, that was, that was just the biggest thing in the world for me. So I never really thought much about worlds until this past year. And obviously I think next year it's in, uh, in Tulsa, I believe. Oh, Rock um, Hill or Tulsa? Oh, Rock Hill. It might be Rock Hill. Yeah. Um, yeah. um, I love that Rock Hill track. That's fun. I haven't ridden there in a minute. Um, yeah. we'll see, man. It's not out of the question. So, uh, you know, I'll keep riding this year. I might be going back to school, uh, this coming year. Um, or that would actually be in the spring of 2024. Yeah. So that maybe, uh, you know, change things a little bit, but I'm still going to be on the bike. I'm still going to be riding, especially nationals and locally coaching as much as I can out here. So I'll be active in the sport. Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll throw worlds in the mix. We'll see how we're feeling. <laughs> it's not, I'm not going to say no. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Like, okay. Tell me this. I'm curious if uh, you don't ride, you don't race cruiser. I've never, I've never rode a cruiser bike on a track. Like, are you serious? Even, no, not even a friend's. <laughs> I don't think so anyway. <laughs> wow. That's pretty good. Um, what do you see in your future? Where is Corey in five years? Oh man. Um, I'm not really sure wherever the road takes us. I mean, I I'm loving it here in Utah. I wouldn't be surprised if we stay here for a while being so centrally located. My brother from Minnesota also just moved here. So having my brother really close is great. I, you know, haven't lived in the same state as him since college and uh, yeah. my parents love it too. They can fly to one state to visit us instead of two. So that's a, 
you know, good for everybody, but I think I'll, you know, hopefully be here, hopefully still racing, trying to stay active at least. Um, I'd like to get a little bit more into mountain biking. I, I do really want to try like a dual slalom course. I'm waiting for some mountain out here to uh, build a a sick course, have a race. And that'll probably be the ticket that it makes me impulsively get a dirt jumper or something and give that a try. But damn, we'll see what happens. I guess I don't know. Five years is we're going with the flow right now. <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. Yeah. Um, tell me this. 44-16 or what? 44-16. Really? I think I think that's what I'm running. I haven't changed gears since probably my dad was like, yeah, this works good. <laughs> oh, God, dude, that's pretty funny. Um, but it works, are- man. I mean, if, if I ever feel the need to mess with it, when I was yeah. younger, I would maybe change gears going from track to tracks. Yeah. Um, I believe it's – 4416, maybe 4316. I'll double check, let you know. Sorry, boss. That's all right. That's all right. Um, I should know my gears. Are you are you one of those guys that you if if someone gives you a bike, you just ride it, or are you uh, do you piece your stuff together? Um I'm not super picky. I mean, as long as I, I feel like I can feel comfortable on it, you know, um, I'll adjust it as I see fit. And I do like to try to keep it clean and what and whatnot, you know, keep it, keep it looking pretty, but, uh, I'm not super picky. If someone's got a suggestion, be like, try this, it might help with, you know, and they can give me a good reason. I'll, I'll weigh the pros and cons, see how it rides, you know? So that's not bad. Last I'm couple of questions. Yeah. All right. All right. Let me ask you this. Um, if you had unlimited budget, is there a track that you would like to go race or ride? And if you could only take one person, who would you take? Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, everybody talks about that pop and doll track, and I've only seen videos like, dude, that would be fun to ride. And honestly, Jeremy Notham is one of my friends that he, I've rode with him for the longest time. Just because I know him, we've tri- road tracks all over the country. I'd probably take him with me. He'd have fun out there, too. <laughs> not bad. Not bad. So, yeah. Okay. Um, jumper manual. Ooh, ooh. Maybe I'll try to tap manual something if I can. If no one else is doing it, that might give me the edge. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'll try the line that no one else is doing, man. If I see someone, do, everyone doing the same thing, and they're all getting a little bit squirrely, I'm definitely gonna try something different. So, <laughs> okay, okay. If you had unlimited budget, if mm-hmm. you could visit any city in the world, where would it be, and who would you take? Any city? Yeah. Oh, man. I haven't traveled out of the country a ton. I'd love to go somewhere in Europe or Switzerland, go up in the mountains on a camping trip and adventure. I'd take Molly, my girlfriend, with me. We've uh, been together for quite some time. So, you know, finish that up and uh, <laughs> maybe get a ring someday. But, uh, yeah, I'd take her on a trip. We'd, we'd go out there. I know I got to be careful saying that on the podcast, I guess. But, <laughs> yeah, we're there. We're there. <laughs> <laughs> sorry okay i gotta stop that because now she's gonna be like when is that ring coming dude yeah i told her i'd get one before i got a mountain bike so now i'm like all right there <laughs> you go there you go. okay if you could speak to someone dead or alive you could have coffee or sit down with them with some tea who would it be man these are tough questions <laughs> i'm sorry man no you're good honestly man uh if I could pick like a couple people, I'd love to just go like sit down in a coffee shop with my family and my immediate family. I mean, my parents are both in Minnesota. I don't get to see them a ton of all the yeah. time. So yeah. uh, being able to spend time with them again and, and, you know, maybe, maybe at a race or something, get some yeah. coffee in the morning, then go to a race. 
but uh, wow. I think I'd like to do, you know, just go somewhere with them, man. I'm a, I'm a simple guy. <laughs> That's pretty good. If yeah. you could think anybody, um, who would it be? Thank man. I got too many people to thank, dude. Obviously my parents, they took me to so many races growing up and win or lose. They were always supportive, always encouraging. And, yeah. uh, you know, getting moto drive eight hours to a national just to get motoed all weekend. Like that takes, that's not an easy thing to do. <laughs> so shout out to them for always taking me, you know, my brother was there. It was fun traveling with him and I love hanging out with him. Molly, my girlfriend came with the every national race, almost every national race last wow. year. She's always at all the big races with me, supporting me. And I know, you know, it's not always the most fun just sitting in the dirt waiting. <laughs> so, uh, yeah it's a lot of work to do that. So all the people that support me, my, my job, you know, they, we watch races on Monday when we get back from nationals to see how I did. So I appreciate them supporting me in BMX too, you know, giving me the time uh, to go to races and whatnot. Um, Northwest BMX for helping me out with the bike, keeping me on, you know, good running parts and everything. Um, man, just too many people, man, the whole BMX community, great yeah. people all over the country. I love it. Okay. My last question to you is this, Corey. What's the best advice you've ever gotten? Man, that's a tough question. Um, probably something. Oh. <laughs> when I was growing up back at Pineview, I had a lot of really good mentors, people just to watch. Thankfully, I had, you know, the home track of Elise Post or Elise Willoughby yep. now. Um, and, uh, just being able to watch them ride. And I'm sure we had conversations, but just encouraging words from them, you know, and, and them getting involved when they would see me and some of the other younger riders trying something and them coming over and being supportive and trying to help us get better and improve on the track. And, um, you know, I guess I'm, I'm thankful for those people helping to push us, become better riders and just help yeah. us grow in the sport, man. All the people that just encourage that are encouraging are, uh, I'm thankful for them for sure. Not bad. Okay, Corey Francois, I want to say thank you for coming on the Lane 8 BMX podcast and also good luck for the rest of your season. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it, Todd. I'm so stoked to be here. <laughs> you got it.